Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of November. Before I begin, I'd like to tell you that you can spread the light of free, fair and factual journalism this Diwali by gifting those close to you a News Laundry Diwali hamper. You can also get our merchandise for yourself and say you're a proud member of a community that keeps independent journalism alive. With every Diwali hamper that you buy from us, we are offering you free, giftable News Laundry subscriptions. The hampers also have some new products like our Diwali special candle, fridge magnets and the Naxalbari comic book. So, go to newslaundry.com and get yourself and your dear ones these hampers because Diwali is just a day away. You can find them under the Diwali offer section on the top of our website. India recorded over 10,000 new cases of COVID-19 and 443 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally now stands at over 3 crore 42 lakh and the death toll is inching closer to 4 lakh 59,000. So far, India has administered over 106 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which 52 lakh were given yesterday. Indian Pharma Bharat Biotech's COVID vaccine, Covaxin, was approved yesterday by Australia, following which Prime Minister Narendra Modi thanked his Australian counterpart Scott Morrison. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 24 crore people, claiming the lives of over 50 lakh. The Jammu and Kashmir administration yesterday sanctioned a new investigative agency for the Union Territory to look into and prosecute terror-related cases. The agency will be called the State Investigation Agency. The Indian Express reported, quoting an unidentified official, that the State Investigation Agency has been set up for the purpose of carrying out specialised investigations into cases that are not referred to the National Investigation Agency. The agency will look into cases related to acts such as the Anti-Terror Law, the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, the Explosive Substances Act, the Atomic Energy Act, the Anti-Hijacking Act, the Weapons of Mass Destruction and their Delivery Systems Act and others. An order issued by the Jammu and Kashmir government said and I quote, The SIA shall be the nodal agency for coordinating with the National Investigation Agency and other central agencies and shall take such other measures as may be necessary for speedy and effective investigation and prosecution of terrorism-related cases, unquote. The order added that the SIA will also look into cases pertaining to larger terror-linked conspiracies, terrorist financing and terrorism-related NDPS Act or drug-related cases. It will also probe terror-linked cases of kidnapping and murder, propaganda, false narrative, large-scale incitement and spreading of disaffection enmity against the country. The ex-officio chairman of the said agency will be the head of the Criminal Investigation Department of the Union Territory. Besides, the Director General of Police has been given the powers to hand over a case to the SIA at any point in the investigation. The sanctioning of the agency comes over a week after Union Home Minister Amit Shah's visit to Jammu and Kashmir when he reviewed the security situation in the Union Territory. This was Shah's first visit to the erstwhile state after its special status was scrapped in 2019. In October, Kashmir saw a series of civilian killings in which as many as 11 civilians, including migrant workers, were killed by militants. The responsibility for most of the killings was claimed by the Resistance Front, said to be an offshoot of terror outfit Lashkar-e-Taiba. Speaking of Jammu and Kashmir, the Union Territory saw the longest internet shutdown in India after its special status was abrogated in 2019. Internet was banned for 213 days straight, 
after which only slow-speed internet ran sporadically until early this year. In October, mobile internet was snapped on two occasions in parts of Rajasthan to prevent cheating in examinations. Before that, in September, internet was snapped in multiple districts of Haryana to avert a law and order situation ahead of the Farmers Mahapanchayat and protest. India, with the most number of internet shutdowns in any other country in the world, has gained the title of being the internet shutdown capital of the world. According to a report by UK-based Top 10 VPN, internet shutdowns cost the country $2.8 billion in 2020. But the question is, since internet shutdowns have become synonymous with protests, political instability and even cheating in exams in the country, are they always ordered in accordance with the law? Are they always ordered by the authorised officials and do they give adequate reasoning to snap the internet? To find the answers to all these questions and how internet suspension impacts the economy and general public, go to newslaundry.com and read my latest in-depth report. It is titled, In India, are internet shutdowns in accordance with the law? Not always. I would also like to tell you the reason why our team here at News Laundry is able to get you such detailed and factual reportage in your interest, the interest of the public. It is because we are funded by the people, our precious subscribers, who make everything we do possible, including this daily news podcast you're listening to. We are a 100% advertisement-free news platform, not funded by the government or private corporations. That is why our journalism cannot be beaten into compliance and we can hold to account the powers that be, instead of high decibel shouting matches, misinformation and misleading narratives often indulged in by a section of the media. So, if you want to support our independent journalism, now is the right time. Head on to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner. Pay to keep news free. Counting of votes kicked off today for three Lok Sabha seats and 29 Assembly constituencies in 13 states along with the Union Territory of Dadra and Nagar Haveli. The bipoles for the same took place on October 30. Of the 29 Assembly constituencies that went to polls, five were in Assam, four in West Bengal, three each in Madhya Pradesh, Himachal Pradesh and Meghalaya, two each in Bihar, Karnataka and Rajasthan and one each in Andhra Pradesh, Haryana, Maharashtra, Mizoram and Telangana. Bipoles for the three Lok Sabha seats were held in Dadra and Nagar Haveli, Himachal Pradesh's Mandi, and Khandwa in Madhya Pradesh. As per the counting trends at the time of recording this podcast, candidates of the Trinamool Congress won all four assembly seats that went to polls in West Bengal, that is, the seats in Dinhata, Khardaha, Gosaba, and Santipur constituencies. In Himachal Pradesh, the Election Commission said that the Congress party has bagged all three seats in Fatehpur, Arki and Jubal Kothkai constituencies. Congress is also leading in Himachal Pradesh's Mandi, where polls took place for a Lok Sabha seat. In Assam, meanwhile, BJP won the Thaura, Bhabanipur and Mariani Assembly seats. The seat in the Gosaigaon constituency of Assam was bagged by the United People's Party Liberal, an ally of the National Democratic Alliance. UPPL was also leading in the Tamulpur seat. The Madhya Pradesh Assembly bipole saw the BJP leading in two seats while the Congress was leading in one. In updates from other states, the BJP lost the Hunger Assembly seat in Karnataka to the Congress. The Safran Party, however, backed the Singhdi Assembly seat. In Bihar, the Janata Dal United and Rashtriya Janata Dal 
were ahead in one seat each and in Rajasthan the Dhariwad assembly constituency was backed by the Congress and the party was also ahead in Vallabhnagar in the Lok Sabha seat in Dadra and Nagar Haveli Shiv Sena's Kalaben Delkar was leading against BJP's Gavit Mahesh Bhai by 50677 votes The Enforcement Directorate arrested former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh today in a money laundering case. According to the Hindu, Deshmukh was arrested after being questioned by the central agency for over 12 hours. Deshmukh, a leader of the Nationalist Congress Party, had appeared before the Enforcement Directorate yesterday for the sixth summon after skipping the first five. Deshmukh's lawyer Inderpal Singh told ANI and I quote, We cooperated in the investigation related to a case involving rupees 4.5 crores. We will oppose this remand when he is produced before the court." Unquote. In March, Anil Deshmukh had been accused by former Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh of coercing police officers in extortion of money on his behalf from the owners of bars and restaurants in Mumbai. Deshmukh has repeatedly denied the accusations. On 5th April, Deshmukh resigned from the Maharashtra cabinet after the Bombay High Court directed the CBI to conduct a preliminary inquiry against him in order to investigate the exercise of undue influence over the transfer and posting of police officials. On Sunday, the CBI arrested an alleged middleman in connection with the money laundering and corruption case. The Enforcement Directorate is investigating Deshmukh based on the CBI inquiry. According to the intelligence agency, More than 4 crore rupees collected from bar owners in Mumbai between December and February was routed to Deshmukh's charitable trust in Nagpur through four shell companies in Delhi. Delhi Chief Minister and Aam Aadmi Party head Arvind Kejriwal on Monday promised free pilgrimage to various religious places if his party comes to power in Goa in the state assembly elections which are due early next year. Kejriwal said at a press conference that if his party wins the elections in Goa Free of cost pilgrimage to Ayodhya will be offered to the Hindus, Velankani for the Christians, Ajmer Sharif for the Muslims and Shirdi for those who wish to go. He said and I quote, I am not promising anything new. In Delhi, our chief minister's pilgrimage scheme is going on for a few years. We started it three years ago, but it stopped due to the coronavirus for two years. In the first year, we took more than 35,000 people for pilgrimage, unquote. This is Aam Aadmi Party's third election promise in Goa. The party has said in September that it will reserve 80% of private sector jobs for locals if it wins the elections. Kejriwal had also promised to give an unemployment allowance of rupees 3000 per month if a family does not get a job assured by him. Before that, he had also said that his party would give 300 units of free electricity to households, promising uninterrupted power supply. At the United Nations COP26 climate summit in Glasgow, 100 countries pledged on Monday to stop and reverse deforestation and land degradation by the year 2030. They also promised to invest a total of 19 billion dollars of public and private funds in protecting and restoring forests. Brazil, Russia, Indonesia and the Democratic Republic of Congo, which together make up 85% of the world's forests, backed the joint statement at the COP26 talks in Glasgow. COP stands for Conference of the Parties under the UNFCCC or United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which was instituted in 1992. Under this, every country is treaty-bound to avoid dangerous climate change. This year is the 26th edition of the Climate Summit. 
Monday's joint statement titled The Glasgow Leaders' Declaration on Forest and Land Use will cover forests totalling more than 13 million square miles as per a statement released by UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's office on behalf of the leaders. Besides, nearly 90 countries joined a US and European Union-led initiative to cut emissions of the potent greenhouse gas methane 30% from the 2020 levels by the year 2030. The partnership was scheduled to be formally launched today. After carbon dioxide, methane is the major greenhouse gas, having a higher heat-trapping potential than CO2. Methane also breaks down in the atmosphere faster, meaning that slashing methane emissions can have a swift impact on reducing global warming. The Global Methane Pledge being launched in Glasgow was first announced in September this year. According to US President Joe Biden's administration, the pledge now includes half of the top 30 methane emitters in the world, accounting for two-thirds of the global economy. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.